0: Welcome everybody to Beyond the Rules. Reunited and it feels so good. I'm back with the distinguished gentleman, Curtis Dugar. It's been a long
1: time, man. How are you doing? it's been way too long, man. Great to be back on the podcast.
0: Full disclosure, he cringed when he saw me sing. So I I hope everybody really enjoyed that.
1: I used to like this song. I used to like this.
0: You used to like it, but not anymore, man. Sorry.
1: <laughs> All good. Let's get into it.
0: Yeah, let's get into it. So we today we're just gonna talk about fall ball and how there are the dog days of summer but then there's like this sort of i don't know what you can even call it but fall ball has got its own uniqueness it's weekend only Uh, a lot of good players who are multi-sport athletes are playing football or whatever and it's hard to nail them down you got kids moving up from age brackets so there's just i think a lot to go over especially as an umpire and prepare for elements and using skills and how do you approach fall ball i mean the way I look at a season is high school, end of spring, and then summer travel ball, and then fall ball. What about you? I know you yeah. have college, but similarly yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, I I, um, I I'm enjoying this topic because I think uh, from a developmental standpoint, I think everything after the academic uh, season is an opportunity for development, right? So, um, so the summer, great opportunity to continue on from what you were able to accomplish in the spring. And just, you know, reflect on your performance, but then also like to lean in some competitive games, tournaments, whatever it is, and really observe what you were able to do during the spring and the summer. So it's like a continuation, you able to kind of take some notes on things to hopefully work with some partners that's going to shed some lights on opportunities for growth or change, things like that. So the summer is still relatively competitive, even though it's developmental at the core, right? Fall for me is okay. When you, you say developmental,
0: you talking about players or your or
1: or umpire? Umpires. Yeah, umpire. okay. I mean, okay. Okay. yeah, the, the players developing as well. I mean, like usually the summer is is competitive. Mm-hmm. About the same, time. they're they're trying to build on competencies and skills. You know, they probably have a new set of coaches that are um, giving them newer ways to think about their their game. Whether you're doing you know, ten U, eleven U, eighteen U, or even some collegiate summer ball they're working, they're playing summer ball for a reason and that's to get yeah. better, right? So, uh, I look have... at,
0: Go ahead, sorry. Go
1: ahead.
0: Go ahead. No, I was kind of looking at summer travel ball because I, I thought for a second you were talking about development for players because summer travel ball is like that is the at the post high school, post, not college, but like post 18 new experience where all these teams that they, they go beyond their their wreck and they really go around and it really is competitive. You, you know, a lot of teams depend On money by the amount of tournaments that they win and stuff like that so you know like it's really it means a lot to these to the programs that these kids are traveling with to to win these tournaments especially at diamond nation or other places but yes as for us as umpires if you do high school or college to us that's more paramount i believe like that's our regular season where we gotta really be good at at the beginning too which is kind of weird we don't get the time to shake the dust off. I mean, we'd scrimmage and stuff like that, but you really got to get into the most important part of your year, which is the beginning of the year.
1: Quick, you know, Quit. so you're going from winter to spring. And, you know, if you don't get a chance to do some some scrimmages or, or be in a space where you can really think about mechanics and rules, you know, you're you're, you're hitting the ground running cold or maybe lukewarm, right? So um, so by the time, you know, many of us, you know, we're we're in our stride, it's the end of the season. You know, you're, you're wrapping up, getting ready to go into postseason. And that's where that cream kind of rises to the top. Right. So, so that, so that's cool. So my mentality, and, and again, I'm, I'm lucky enough to work to a lot of guys who, who share very similar perspectives is that summer is an opportunity to kind of continue on and just kind of focus on specific things. You don't have to work on your full game, but like I'm you know, just looking at certain things that you were able to do in the spring carry it over into the summer and then, you know, continue to refine mechanics, approaches, philosophies, understanding of rules, implementation of rules, and just kind of continue to work that out of your system. So that way when when fall comes, now we see this transition of, okay, now I'm going to get into camp season, if you will, um, because now you're going to, you know, with your associations or whatever, you got to hopefully have an opportunity to talk about, you know, new rule changes, you know, new mechanic changes, things like that. But then you're also going to see a different level of play in the games that you you officiate. You were saying earlier, you know, the summer athlete probably – transitioned over to another sport you know maybe they're taking oh, okay. off whatever it yeah, is yeah, yeah. so it's really about development in the fall you know like you're gonna have some 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 competitive stuff but it's an opportunity to say you know what like i have a few weekends left i'm gonna copy i'm gonna capitalize on the games but you know what like, i'm gonna go ahead and lean into the catching folks walking i'm gonna make sure that i'm mm-hmm. i'm pre-pitching steps or, or post-pitch steps or whatever it is like And just focusing on specific things so that way, like, you close the year out well because, you know, once we're done in November, we're done for three, three and a half months, right? Um, And then you're going to have to, you know, really quickly get hot again. So Get the
0: ground running after that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we said
0: a couple of things. I think it's cool that it equalizes us to the players and coaches around football because they're they're really in development mode, too. You know, mm -hmm. they're – especially coaches, too. That You kind of got – this is – I'm trying to think of a word, but like this is the time to, to explore all your, you know, use all the plays, lose all the tricks, get it all out there. You got a lot of reserves and not all your best athletes are there. This is your time to sharpen up as a coach. And if you're really dedicated to baseball and this is you, you don't got your other good teammates. And this is the time for maybe you step up your opportunity. So everybody's kind of a development But I want to go back to what you said about taking the opportunity summer ball to work on stuff that you which. Summer ball is basically our postseason after high school or college, where we really got to step up. The consequences are more bigger. They're they're bigger all around for us as reputationally too. So you don't want to overload. At first you want to know what you don't know and really work on the things that you're not good at, which sounds easy, but I don't think people understand that that's a skill in itself to really identify what you're not good at. And then to take that into the summer ball, don't overload yourself and always remember to get the game done do whatever it takes I always say if I tell somebody five things again by the time I'm up to the fifth thing they forgot about the first two things I said so pick the key things that you want to work on to stick out to you the ones that really will mentally at least help you get over certain humps that only you know are limiting yourself like they' really be honest with yourself too so you know I just want to put that out there so because you could always overload yourself. I know I, and I'm sure you do when you're talking to other umpires, we could reinvent the wheel while we're out there. But sometimes you're just like, hey, the car's running, here's the direction, here's how you can refine it. And you can't refine things when it's just a, you're overloading. So just want to clarify that for any umpires who are or officials in general, this is across the board. And it goes beyond proof of life. You know, just kind of work on yourself with, and incrementally because goals become obstacles if you just try to put them all out there at once so
1: absolutely absolutely and and, and with that too you know like I, I think it's it's worth noting that like you know this the summer experiences you know there, there's different goals out there for for working and officiating in the summer you know like yes you know we're, we're able to make a, a decent amount of coin you know by by, by investing in that and and uh you know kudos to those who um who've taken up the the charge of officiating these 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 contests because we're needed right and you know we should be compensated accordingly to do that so you know to be able to capitalize on that is great but with yeah. that like the purpose of investing in that you know there is you know a need for us to come prepared you know to to be able to to, to officiate you know the levels that were you know assigned to to work and and that that's an opportunity to really think about you know, how we're preparing ourselves to meet the demand, to meet the ask and to do it well. You know, like I think that credibility piece, you know, comes into play of um, the integrity piece. Definitely. Um, and the summer provides us an opportunity to just to refresh ourselves on like, why does we we choose what we do? Um, mm-hmm. If it's just about the coin, it's not going, it's not going to be great. It's not going to be great for the players. It's not going to be great for the parents who are observing because, No, it's it's about that exchange, right? But if coaches and players see us working on our craft in the summer, just like they're trying to work on their craft and perform in the summer, there's going to be a higher level of appreciation for what we do. Because they know. You allow them into
0: you. You allow them to experience it.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. You know, like if you, you know, again, you know, coming off your spring season, if you go into your summer season, you know, working your mechanics, just like you were working in the spring, you know, that kid who, you know, is, busting his tail trying to you know uh, perform at a high level on their travel team they see you moving into the b with authority or you know closing down on players or all those type of things they were like man like this guy's working hard for us they, they don't know a from b but you're giving it your all um and working on little things just like they are i mean it, it just it just raises raises the experience skill level
0: skill level doesn't yeah. raise the optics of engagement
1: right right they don't know that you're working on certain yeah skills. exactly big yeah, thing. Exactly. But they see you working. And I think yeah. that's important, right? Um, so so all those things matter um in the spring. And as you transition to the fall, you know, for me, I think it's okay. So like I turned up in the spring, in the summer, I was able to really kind of lean into, you know, three or four things that, you know, I knew I wanted to really focus on that, you know, I felt like I could tighten up from the spring. Not me going to the fall and really go into like learning mode, you know, and and whether it's with my association, whether it's examination, whether it's, you know, UCU and camps coming up. Okay. I'm now I'm going to be surrounded by folks who are going to like just fill me up with knowledge for me to go ahead and kind of prepare to go into hibernation a bit and just kind of really embrace, you know, these new things. or just kind of focus in on some things that I already know the fall is that opportunity for that immersement, you know, and, and we see it with the teams too, you know, like you were kind of alluding to it, you know, a lot of teams like, now they're getting their their new players to their team, right? So now they're indoctrinating their new teams into the culture, letting them get, you know, some playing time, like seeing who's going to make the cut for the spring team, summer team, whatever it is. Like, there's a lot of learning going on. So, you know, the fall should be an environment where everyone's, you know, just working on stuff and just, you know, learning and and ready to kind of end the year well, knowing that they're prepping for the next year.
0: Yeah, there is a levity with – fall uh, ball right like it's not do or die but even though you can get away with certain things because of consequence not being as, as high that time is offering you something else and that time is offering you to be better and to yeah. to use that time to take a shots that you know maybe you're not good from the baseline but pull up and to go back to what you were saying before about um, summer and, and college high school College, high school, you kind of rotate. You've seen coaches a lot. Your mistakes sort of kept with them a little more. Whereas travel ball, you can go out there and sure, you may you may fuck up and you may do something that your mechanics, uh, they betrayed you or you your, your your lack of whatever it is, skill or just making mistakes. You're not held as in too much account of it because it's a travel team. If they're like a, a team from uh, I work today from Delaware, like when are they coming back around to like really hold you to that? You make it... A, a mistake in a game, Bronx Science versus Clinton, I'm going to see those teams again, you know, all throughout the years. So, you you know, your reputation is more on the line and there's a lot of pressure with that. So you should absolutely take all the times when the pressure's off to get better because then you'll be prepared for when the the pressure is on. And obviously there's a gap, but that gap will seem like a day or two in terms of reps. You'll be like, oh, I'm back and, you know, picking up a bicycle. Personally speaking, this year, as I like to say, to pull the curtain back, I've been way, like, just way too not challenged this year. I said it a podcast, a couple of podcasts ago, and that was months ago. Leon Chrisette said it in the podcast. He's like, when I thought when I went to this camp, I thought I was a good umpire, and then I realized quickly I wasn't as good as I thought it was, at least. And I've, I've experienced some semblance of that every year, but I don't know what it is about this year. My affable nature has allowed me to be the the games master but as far as a a skill master of being an umpire like the things that we're talking about i i got all the engagement and stuff like that even if i was not a good umpire i could mask it pretty well you know i'd be a pig with lipstick on but no i'm good but at the same time i want to be better and there's no challenge out there because i personal reasons, stuff like that. I've not gone, been able to go to camps and stuff like that, but I just felt that. And I'm at a point where I can't even use the fall season to my abilities anymore because there's nobody telling me what to pick up on. I'm picking up things with experience, but I'm not picking up things by being taught or, or somebody who knows more. And it's a compliment in one way, a damnation, but at the same time, it doesn't help me personally Who where Marty always sticks me with new people. And he's like, show him around. He's been here for eight years, so I appreciate that. But at the same time, I want to work with Get Peckman. I want to work with you, uh, or or there's other guys, just stuff like that. And I understand that Marty has to sort of parse out people who you don't want to double up on skill, when, and then you, you're you're left with people who don't have that much experience. I get that, but still, personally, I talking about fall Ball as a development process. So this
1: is this, it, is this is this is interesting to me because I have I um because it's actually, I think it ties into a little bit of, like, one of my goals, you know, and I may have shared it in a previous podcast, but I, th- I think a lot of associations, um, entities are, are are witnessing this and, and, and navigating this. Like, there's a lot, lot of um, a newer, no, there's a lot of newer officials coming. Mm, got it. Um, and when I mean new, I mean, like, new officials with a lot of learning to do, you know, like, they don't have a lot of experience. They're coming with one or two years Or maybe a number of years, but not necessarily.
0: They're fresh out the womb Uh, or they're they're um, not development years.
1: Yeah, they're in development years. They haven't really um, gone to like a full clinic or or some sort of instructional experience where they learned.
0: Or run into the right people
1: even. Right, right, right. So, you know, I I have witnessed that, you know, at at the domination and in other places as well. Um, where there's, you know, there's there's a need to pair up someone who's experienced with someone who may not be as experienced, um, and and need someone to kind of be that crew chief for that set, that game set, right? And I think that's something that's under underrated, um, to be honest, because I think one of the most important things that someone can have on their resume and and can demonstrate it um, at a high level is someone who's able to be the crew chief, you know, someone who's going to be that point of contact for the game. Who's gonna Who's gonna manage everything? You may not be the UIC, meaning you may not be the person administering the game behind the plate, right? Like, but you're the yeah. person, you're the person on the field. Like, if yeah. something happens, like, uh, you know, Steve, is, uh, yeah. uh you go get help on that. You're gonna be able yeah. to be like, oh, nope, that's not me. Sorry, you know, go talk to my partner. Um, or hey, that's not appealable, or whatever it is, right? Like. If your part, if the partner you're working with does not have that experience, you're, you're you're the coochie. And I think that experience helps build not only credibility, but just you know when you're talking about continuing to ascend, you know that that assigner they know okay, I'm gonna put this person on the game because I know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make sure stuff moves forward and, and, and there's not gonna be any issues. And I think that gets missed in the summer because no, you know saying, we have games to get done. And yeah, there's, we no are, receipts.
0: there's no receipts.
1: There's no receipts of that.
0: Your, your investment but, is there and it pays dividends, but there's no receipt. There's no acknowledgement that can sort of breed itself into making people want to do that and be like, just imagine, I don't know if you know humans, but I think sometimes when we invest our time and energy and then we're compensated for it and acknowledge, it might breed more of that. I don't know. I've heard human beings before being like that. So I think that's what you're saying, at least in, in acknowledgement or, or in domination, compensation or certain entitlements that go with that investment. That, that and that it's crucial because, sure, the basis should be the rules, right? Everybody should know the rules, and sometimes well, somebody knows more about umpiring than you, and part of that could be the rules. There's people who know the rules more than you do, you know, but maybe you know positioning and and you are more athletic in, in your approach. You know, like as guys just in, in sports too, there's guys who know basketball more than Jordan, but you don't know that the, the genius behind somebody is that they, they do it without that sort of rudimentary approach and to game manage, it takes a lot. It really does. And Diamond Nation has their own code of ethics and they have their own written, both written and otherwise, and they lean on leadership within the umpires to mitigate a lot of things because I know people who, who, who are listening who work at Diamond Nation and, and I, people who are listening who, who know me, but this place is a big complex and it, it, it there, there's a lot of components that need to work to get it going. And I'm always impressed by it too. Shout out to Marty and Jim Rube. But the umpires who who are leaned on the way that I feel like I am and I know you are. In a good way, and it's like, nah, I don't, I, I want that. I don't want you to take it away just because I'm saying it. Sh- it should bear with some sort of entitlements behind it, or some sort of acknowledgement. And I don't know if that's exactly what you're saying, but that's how what you were saying to me sort of came came through.
1: I think where where I was going with my comment was, um, I think that what 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 is an opportunity for us as we. You know, assume the responsibility of, of a crew chief for a game or a set of games is I think we're preparing ourselves, whether it's at domination Nation or if it's in our, you know, spring season or whatever, to begin to take on more responsibilities for being that crew chief in, in big games, you know. So whether it's, you know, our high school season, assigners will know, oh man, like, you know, Steve stepped up, you know, like there was a big play at third, blah, 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 blah. The other umpire was out of position and Steve was able to kind of on the back end, you know, let us know what will happened, and, you know, like, and really was able to communicate with coaches and, and manage the situation. And I think that's something that, you know, as crew chief, like that person needs to be assertive in being that we get chances at domination to practice that almost 250 times a year right like being on on a field we know we're gonna be working with someone potentially who doesn't have that experience there's no mechanics there's no rules there's going to be times for us to step up to ensure that the quality of that contest doesn't fail right at bare minimum
0: doesn't fail at bare bare
1: minimum doesn't fail but then also the credibility of that game remains high right because the implementation of a rule or a mechanic that needs to be a you know like all those type of things, we're on that field to make sure that, that those things happen in a way that aligns with expectations, right? And that work that we put in in the summer and the fall, um, the reasonable yes the...
0: expectations.
1: Correct, correct, correct. And and reasonable means you know is is is, is at your level of expectation, right? Like when I hit the field, like I'm not just trying to be reasonable. Like I don't come out there to be reasonable. Like I want to make sure, like, hey, this is this is this is my you know, no, I meant
0: like I meant for spectators and, and people. No, I, I'm, I'm with
1: you. I'm with you. But I don't I, I don't want the spectators expectation doesn't matter to me. You know, it's about our expectations of each other as as a unit mm-hmm. and then also my expectation of myself as an official. So regardless of where I'm working, when I step on that field, I know what I've committed to doing. that two three four games i'm getting ready to work and i'm going to do it at the best of my ability i don't seek to take off games just because i'm working at domination i'm working this 12u over here but then i'm going to bump up to working this collegiate game so i gotta i gotta dial up my my notch a little bit more because no like it's going to be consistent um and they look and feel a little bit different because of the age ranges and stuff like that but no like courtesy working that game so this is what you this is what Curtis is expecting. So this is what you should expect to see. And, and I think, then I just uh,
0: want to clarify that and, or ask you, because yeah. I, I, I yeah. when you yeah. say that, I, I don't want people, uh, at least to me, because I know you and I think, I think you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I don't want people to come up with like, you're such a perfectionist where you like, you treat 18U as 12U. No, they, they have different uh, standards. You're just saying, I'm yeah. going to meet all those standards, whether it's 12 you yeah. or 18 you It's not like say, I, I approach it with the same and I wouldn't, uh, seriousness is a, is not the word I want to use because there is seriousness to all levels. It's a job. It's serious. Take it seriously. I, I say this. Not everybody's watching you all the time, but one person is watching you at least one time, and you never know. You never <clears> know. And wh- am I going to be the same umpire that you visually, optically see for 8U versus 18? No. But am I going to give the best that I think? And I've been taught and consider myself to to be able to parse how to distinguish eight between 18 and you yeah of course of course mm-hmm. um yeah. so i just I, I don't know if some people might just think like you're just because you are very serious you know and, and then mm-hmm. you might just come off and be like hey i'm i'm the soldier and some people have never worked with you that way too or maybe they do not know you beyond hearing this podcast so i do, do am know, i wrong on that
1: no, I think you're right. I mean, like when you say I'm serious, you know, like and I, just for folks who might be listening, like I, I, I take I take the craft serious. I have fun working my ball games. I think yeah, most people yeah. know, like it's a privilege for us to be able to be on that field, you know, with these young people who are trying to have fun and perform, and you know, whether it's under pressure because they got crazy coaches, or it's because they, you know, have super talented, you know, teammates, and they're trying to stay up to par with them. Like there's so much stuff going on that. To be able to one engage with these young players and and keep them smiling and engaged, like that's that's one win right there. But then for them to see us hustling and being sharp and, yeah. and demonstrating a level of commitment to the well, game it
0: inspires them too.
1: Oh my goodness, yeah! Like it keeps them, it keeps their motor going. Yeah. You know, and it also allows for the coaches to feel more inspired to coach well. Yeah. You know, yeah, the one
0: less thing to worry about.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, because also the- too. The coaches are learning. Oh you yeah, know, many, we're all you know, many, part of it. We're part of the game. Games, yeah, many summer coaches are learning how to coach. Like all mm-hmm. a are like experienced coaches and that comes out very clearly. Oh, but, you know, oh yes, also,
0: I always say it's a parent when you're a parent.
1: Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so kind of getting back to that crew chief piece, like there is an opportunity for us to really hone our skill set, so that way when we're called upon to lead a crew, whether it's a two man, three man, whatever it is, there's no doubt about it that that is your crew and everyone's excited for you to lead that crew. And I think that's something that for me, I take very seriously because that's something I aspire to, you know, in my career. Like I want to be eventually someone who's like, okay, yeah. girl, here's your, here's your cruise for the year. Boom, boom, right. boom, 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 boom. boom. And
0: like- Why do you think I started the, I, that came off right away. It wasn't the seriousness um, to uh, th- to the degree that were well, like perfectionist, right? You're serious about your craft. We all should fucking be and respect it. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't have respect without being serious. I guess you know. Yeah. But um. But now, part
1: to, of, oh, sorry, I could hop in. Like to get to your point about like compensation and stuff. Like, I I totally agree with you. Like, because of our commitment to being really in tune with our growth and development as officials, like throughout the summer and in the fall, absolutely. Like, you know, we're being asked to officiate at a at a, at a level where you know, these teams are investing thousands of dollars, you know, these parents and families are investing thousands of dollars into their kids' experience, you know, traveling different places. Yeah, and, man, and,
0: and, it's an investment. And, and,
1: and, wanting, and wanting, you know, quality of officiating for folks who are coming a ways away to officiate ball games. like, there shouldn't be a question about what we're being compensated to do, especially when we're being asked to lead a crew, you know, to be that, that person to, 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 ensure that the quality,
0: to do more than beyond the rules, man, we have to work beyond the rules.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I'm in total agreement with that. Like we shouldn't be, there there shouldn't be a question about compensation. Like, and that's why there's so much competition right now for officials, especially quality officials, because there's more opportunities for officials to choose where they want to work based off of who's going to treat them and compensate them fairly versus those who, you know, are used to working in specific places and there's a sense of loyalty to those places. Yeah. But it's not related. So I, I I'm, I'm in total agreement. Good agree officials
0: really them. don't feel that way though. You kind of No because
1: no, because most of them can choose where they want to work and yeah. they don't have to worry about any of the any of the minutiae, right? Yeah. Um and I think that's where, you know, it's going to get tougher for complex places because yeah. either they're going to adjust and make you know, make this not an issue, and make sure you know give give their give their officials their confidence that you know what we're going to make sure that you're compensated accordingly and have all the things you need, or we're going to continue every year to be yeah. looking for help. Yeah,
0: a couple of things that what I meant by good officials because I misunderstood you. Yes, you want to you'll you'll drive good officials out, and they'll just stay where their bread is buttered and be like, you know what, I'm just going to stay because a place like Dime Nation, we. We don't need Diamond Nation uh, in a compensatory way as much as maybe because we're not local to it as as local like other people are. It's easier for some people, and I don't even like doing more than fucking four games. I do three, and I'm you know so. And I said, I said I'm no good to you in that fourth game. But my point being is, you will allow really good officials to be like, you know what? If this is the standard that you're going to give when i understand the, the standard that the craft demands and it's not matching and but you're still asking me to to give out this craft and, and the standard that you know we're capable of but then you don't want to hold yourself to be it by money or by acknowledgement or just by positioning people in in, in a leadership role that that goes a long a long way man it goes a long way to keeping like i said good officials with them who, who be like you know what i'm not, i'm not going to drive diamond. carlos domo felt this way a lot you know he was just like rich renally senior uh he was on the podcast he it's i think it's different now than when he first jumped in because it was when i first started he's he left but i get it too like but i think diamond nation marty's got a little more uh handle on he tries marty at least tries i feel i feel confident that marty really tries and looks out for us um <laughs> but i want to go back to um what you were saying about uh about the serious conversation about how like you you, know, you you approach you engage and i think part of the um now i not think i know the essence of beyond the rules is capturing that legit writing it down and teaching one of the things i've been saying that i've picked up saying since last week talk you know um, my sayings that there's sort of this abstinence only approach to talking to parents at diamond nation where it's like don't do it you know it's like don't do it it's like nah we need to educate on how to do it we there, there needs to be a a thought process. And I think when it comes down to something that's still, so, that's not as black and white it's I mean, it's definitely not black and white. There's, it's so great. It's approach, it's ethics, it's morality. It's how you think it's, it really is a, a character driven skill for the most part, at least for the people who are, I think will be able to trust it, to write it down and teach people like yourself, like myself. I think that we gained enough of a reputation in Dime Nation, at least for me, where <laughs> it goes back to not being challenged too. Like it, it it really, this compliment rubbed me the wrong way today. Cause I really was bothered by it. It, it was not a compliment, but it was just, um, I was doing a game today. I did two games today and I was leaning back and I do my usual spiel. One of my favorites go Tuesday. Like, Does anybody come to your job and tell you how to do it right? And I always break down parents and they were complimenting me. And as they're complimenting me, uh, uh, an Expos team, shout out to the Expos. They go, Hey, it's our favorite ump. And I'm like, Oh, I put my fist up, and and the parents were like, "Oh, wow!" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I try, I try." But as I went back to position, I was like, "Ugh, I deserve that optically." I don't know if I deserve that because I'm the best umpire that I could be, and it, it's bothered me enough to bring it up now, and it, it it definitely stuck with me. And it's cool, like it's really cool. It, it it feels good. And what what about
1: it? What about it got to you?
0: It got to me because yes they know I'm a I'm skilled. If you're paying attention, you know I'm a good umpire. If you are on the periphery or just you're there, I'm I give you more of an experience that other stiffs don't. And that's fine. Stiff umpires who are good, they don't want to do that, that's fine. But I I'm more affable. I just who I am as a person and I've been in Diamond Nation forever. And I've seen kids grow up from you know, from ten you to now they're in seventeen you. you know, I know these parents and the podcast also too. I'm just a face there that that no other baseball offers me. Wrestling offers me that because I'm I don't have a mask and I go to schools and it's wrestling offers you more of an identity. I think other sports too, but I only know wrestling. But when you're blue, you're blue. But I carved out my sort of like niche and specifically what bothered me is like I accomplished a lot this year. <laughs> I did fucking Yankee stadium, but I didn't accomplish getting better at an umpire being an umpire and in any skill way. When I went to the, the couple of camps that I went to, which is now years ago, I I came out of it feeling a sense of not good that developed into what makes me good. I feel good this season, but none of that's going to develop into me being a better skillful official and umpire, I, I believe. It just, like I said, optically makes me better experientially, which is super important. It's the essence of the podcast. I'm almost saying I need to get more within the rules, you know, and less beyond it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I want to say, um going back to the um, crew chief stuff and uh, we'll close it out with this. I don't know how it is. I know you don't do wrestling, but for wrestling, at least in Rockland County, I've, I've experienced over the last couple of years, there's a ranking system that sort of gets you to States, you know, gets you higher recognition and you go, when you're doing a varsity meet, one school versus another school, the coaches rank you. And we have, in each association or chapter, New York is broken up into chapters. So uh, Rockland's like chapter nine or whatever. And we each have um, a leader, uh, the the head ref. He's the one who goes to Albany when they all come together to do the rule interpretation, and he brings the gospel back to us and spreads it. And um, he's the one who gets all the information at the end of the season and figures out where you stand. And it's an actual thing it's not um this guy knows in the back of head oh i saw this guy work and it's in the back of the assigner's head that he deserves it like that's how pretty much i work for in high school it's like i put in time and it's more time than anything it's not even skill level i know my assigner in high school knows i'm really good but plenty of people just got in with the time whereas in wrestling you won't time or nothing you will never go to state tournament if you're just tenured you need to prove yourself and he needs to do it in an objective way. I think we need more of that somehow. Mm-hmm. I, you know, baseball is more wide open. There's no travel wrestling. The season's kind of finite in that way. It's not as broad, but I think there's uh, an open opportunity for us to explore on how we can maybe do that. I and mean, we, when we first, when I approached you uh, the podcast to you uh, last year's um, end of season domination Means, which is coming up. Maybe we should do like a live podcast. Figure that out. Um, <laughs> kind of cool, yeah, no, I just thought about that. But you, we looked at each other, and I, I don't know if it was before or after I brought the idea to you, but when they were giving out the awards, and awards are fun and stuff like that, but we'll, you were like, there needs to be, uh, where the reward is the actual recognition of something that you can take into your development, not just be like, oh, I I went through this whole season and yes, thank you. No, this is, ooh, I got this because of my skills, not time or, you know, hey, listen, Darren, fucking Cal ripping of domination, Nation. But, and then there's nothing to take away from that. It's just to, to show like that, the, the awards are more like that. They're more superficial, honestly. I think we can really reward people where they, you want it like it's sort of like a belt system or ranking system like ah uh, yes i know i can take my jiu-jitsu skills and do you know d- there's part of the development in martial arts but at the same time you want that fucking belt you know and and i think we that will help too especially with younger kids younger kids kind of, sort of they work with goal-oriented stuff you can't just like say open world here here's how to get better you go to this campus like you I think you got to make it a little more structured, and shows them the fruits of their labor in a more way, in a way that they're able to spread it as something that bucks the stereotype of what umpires are, and not just like major league umpires, which we wrongfully adopt the stigma. But at this on the the little little league level and rec level, where I've always said and I had an epiphany when I heard parents and coaches talk for us in these meetings, and I'm like, that's not what we think or say. You know, and I enlightened them, and they were like, "Oh, so I, uh, I think that part of what we're saying and part of your desires for that the crew chief to be something that is more recognized as as because we're already there. That's the thing; we, it's already happening. We there's a crew chief out there. Somebody's got to be the leader. So, see, so yeah, I'm rambling on my thought, but I but I just want to put it out there that there's a way to have an objective ranking and and really make it so that we can see it in a more, I don't know, like spreadsheet way than just sort of like a, you understand what somebody did at some time, not like an overview of somebody, you know, like stats almost.
1: A ranking of the umpires at domination.
0: No, not necessarily Diamond Nation. I'm just talking about, in general, a way to allow umpires. No, not uh, the awards thing at the end of the season, I wasn't talking about that being a ranking system. I was talking about that being more of something specific, like you're getting awarded for being this. Okay. But okay. Okay. separately to that, if we were coming up with curriculum, like say we were the assigners for high school or something, I'm saying we're going to do something. Ass- but in wrestling, they, the association, association, there's that word again, has it. So there is a way where you are ranked. So even if we, not necessarily Dime Nation, but we have an association within Dime Nation where us as umpires can hold yourself, we can go to Marty, let's say, and be like, here's what you got here. Here's a report card. Work with this as you can. And not to throw the people who are not good at, you know, like you help those people out, but you acknowledge the people who did really well. And I think that system sort of, it just lent itself to more success. It's just the pedagogy of America or the world, rather. I shouldn't say America. The pedagogy comes with reward. Being taught needs to be rewarded with the information that is received. So
1: I was just saying like that. So,
0: But anyway... Yeah. Anything you want to add, my brother?
1: No, no, it's good.
0: So uh how's the rest of your season looking? Like, you starting basketball up?
1: Uh, um nope, finishing up uh baseball some weekends and then uh yeah, just um When's yeah, basketball back, for you? December.
0: Oh, oh okay. Like yeah. wrestling, like wrestling, like wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I got a little um,
1: bit of time. Yeah, and honestly, I think um, you know, because I'm still finishing up this degree, um, I'm trying to figure out if I'm gonna work a lot of basketball this season or I'm mm. just gonna press pause and finish up this academic work but um but, but what's the degree it, on if you don't mind me asking educational leadership and administration it'll be a doctorate.
0: so mm. yeah sounds like you'd be good at developing a curriculum with mm. some guy you started a podcast with so maybe we could help lead umpires to being better i mean i, I that just sounds like you know Hand in hand, <laughs>
1: there's opportunities there. You know, I think what's cool is you know, there's a lot of entities out there that you know has gotten really good at this stuff. You know, so um, but I do think like in some of these smaller environments, you know, being able to you know uh, translate what these folks who have these really high level skills and experiences, you know, sharing this information, you know, being able to. Bring it down to our spaces yeah. and
0: uh, taking the macro and making it in the micro.
1: Yeah, and, and help some of these folks who are excited about learning and, and being um, impactful to you know these 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 associations and, and entities. You know, I think that's exciting. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. So
0: I'm I'm always I'll leave it at that. I'm always surprised at the amount of um, struggle that there is to find people to umpire. It is not because of the job or the craft. It'd be the opposite, I think, because if you if there was a part of promotion and then it lends itself into how to become one and trusted being trusted as a trade like that if you want to be a an electrician, there's a a standard approach. and I know umpiring is different, but there there is none of that. It's all relative and it's all how you want to dedicate yourself and and I think that it kind of ruins the reputation of the job on on top of. Uh, the regular stereotype that officials go through across all sports, but um, hey man, we got a lot of goals and we got a lot of uh things to parse out. So, uh, man, I'm happy to have talked to you today. It's been a long time. We got to do some more. Got a lot of ideas yes, shaking in our heads. So, um,
1: absolutely, man. I'll talk to you soon, well, we... brother. Yeah, man. Take care, Thank you, brother.
0: Boom.